Hey guys, welcome back to Mending Creatively. I wanted to come in here real quick and introduce the upcoming episode. I have my dear friend Steph Erhard come on. I met Steph about a year and a half ago through Besties in Business. She and her business partner, Jess Jacobs, are the host of Besties in Business, which you all have heard me talk about before. Um, Beyond that, she also has her own candle making business, Homemade NJ, and she also has a new podcast that she hosts by herself called Make It Count, and it's a podcast that I truly, truly love, and I know you guys will love too. Um, Stephanie is someone that I admire very much, you know, over the last year, year and a half, getting to know her and talk to her about different like struggles we've both kind of had such as with going through school and going from job to job and both wound up at candle making um she's someone i really truly admire and so i'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode so let me go ahead and introduce steph so Stephanie Earhart is a former event planner turned candle maker, podcaster, and entrepreneur. Her first ever business, Homemade NJ Candles, is a soy wax candle company that aims to create an animal cruelty-free and natural product that allows people to feel inspired to burn their candle in their home for a cozy, comforting aesthetic with a rustic feel. Homemade NJ Candles values also involve collaborating with local small businesses to empower one another and bring homemade high quality products to their communities. Through Homemade NJ Candles, Steph met her business partner Jess Jacobs and together they co-own Besties in Business. Through Besties, they co-host the Besties in Business podcast where they bring their community in on the highs and lows of their entrepreneurial journey, all while pouring belief and motivation into each bestie that listens in. They have hosted a multitude of networking events to bring like-minded women together in person in New Jersey and have collaborated with many amazing powerhouse entrepreneurs within their community. Steph also recently launched her own podcast, the Make It Count podcast, where she teaches you to make every moment count. Steph believes deeply that there are lessons to be found in every single moment, both good and bad, which is why she felt so called to create the Make It Count podcast. You can come be besties with Steph on Instagram and TikTok, where she is always showing up authentically and embracing her weird. And that is totally Steph to the T, which you're about to hear. So we'll get into it in just a minute. First, a word from our sponsors, me. Hey, all just wanted to cut in here to tell you a little bit about my business, Bunny Last Melts. Back in 2020, like the rest of the world, I was searching for something that I could really sink myself into. That's when I first came into candle making and wax melt making. I fell in love with making wax melts. The different shapes you can make, the different way you can mold the wax, the way that you can just be creative was something that I've been looking for for most of my life. So I decided to open a shop back in early 2021 on Etsy and I have been going ever since. We make cruelty-free and soy wax-based wax melts and wickless candles. Everything is vegan suitable as well. We are having our holiday and winter line launching on November 6th this year. It will include some classic holidays scents from us such as winter solstice and season's greetings. We'll also be bringing in new scents such as Hippie Holidays. I'm really excited for you guys to try them. If you haven't checked us out yet, we are a very active on Instagram at Bunny Last Melts. That's B-U-N-N-Y-L-A-S-S-M-E-L-T-S. 
on Instagram. We'll be relaunching our website here soon, so stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to Mending Creatively. I'm your host, Jen Chacho, and hope that you make yourself at home here. If you have a creative spirit but hold on to old beliefs about having to be born an artist, then I created this space for you. Together we can cheer each other on, take pride in what we create, and heal our self-limiting beliefs. This is your permission slip to take that painting class, write that book, and dust off that sketchbook, even if you weren't born artistically inclined. Let's try new things and mend together creatively. So, hi everyone, welcome back to Mending Creatively. Today we have a great episode coming up. We have my dear friend, Steph Earhart, with us, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of her projects. She's an amazing candle maker. Uh, She's from Besties in Business, which you all have heard me talk about before, and she has her own podcast called Make It Count, which I'm absolutely obsessed with. Well, thank you so much, Jen, and that's all so sweet of you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so proud of you and everything you've done, and it's been so awesome over this past year to connect with you further and get to know you better and it was amazing to finally get to meet you last month in Colorado mm-hmm. and it's just been such a crazy journey and I'm, I'm just so excited <laughs> I know I am too I was like I finally met them they're real I know <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool to finally like meet you in person and put a yeah. face to the name and like you know we've seen right. each other over video chat and be able That's to talk to each other same. online but it's not the same like yeah. it was cool to get to like help you and see you in person so it was mm-hmm. it was so so cool definitely something I'll remember (laughs) for sure yeah awesome okay so why don't you introduce yourself tell us a little bit about what you do and what lights you up yeah of course so hi everyone my name is stephanie i am the owner of homemade new jersey candle it's a small candle business that i started um about five years ago, which is so crazy to me. Everything goes so quickly. Um, So I was going to school for hospitality and tourism. I graduated with a degree and then I got a job in event planning straight out of school. And then unfortunately COVID hit. And, um, you know, so I did get furloughed from my job for a little bit. In the midst of that, I decided, I was like, you know what, let me just go in on this candle business, see where it goes. And it's grown throughout the past few years. I do candle making classes now and wholesale, all that fun stuff. And in the midst of my candle business, I met my business partner, um, Jess Jacobs, and we have Besties in Business now, which has grown into an incredible community um, for entrepreneurs. We go on the highs and lows of entrepreneurship with you. We have a podcast. We do networking events here in New Jersey. Hopefully at some point we'll grow out of New Jersey with the networking events. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just been quite the journey. So I'm really passionate clearly about um, entrepreneurship in general and just, you know, really just being authentic and bringing my light to the world the best way that I possibly can and embracing your weird. I think that's super important to just find every way that you possibly can to um, be authentic to who you are. And, um, you know, a lot of that comes with just going for things and just trying things. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And that's so true about you. It's actually quite a lot of what I put in here was your ability (laughs) to just be able to like be spontaneous and make the like kind of a bright spot in gray situations. So that is so totally you. I love it. And yeah, being authentically you is kind of what I love about the besties community because everyone in there is so cool and like I feel like I've made real life friends in there you know oh my god that makes me so happy to hear Jen truly because that is like the biggest reason that we created besties in business because Jess and I were on this entrepreneurship journey. She has her own apparel business as well. And, um, you know, we met each other through uh, our personal businesses and we we both would have these conversations of like, 
oh my gosh, this journey isn't always easy. And like, do you feel like this? Because I feel like this. And when we would mm-hmm. realize that we both were kind of feeling very similar, we're like, oh my gosh, there's so many people out there that probably feel like this that don't really have anybody to lean on. So why don't we create a community for people so that they can do that with each other and they can find besties on this journey? Because, you know, for for entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, um, you don't really like you don't have an office to go into. You don't have coworkers, you know, so we really wanted to build a community for people to come to um, where they felt seen and heard and they could be their authentic selves and, you know, meet other besties and have people to talk about um, their business ventures with. So I really appreciate you saying that because it really is so like, that's what we're trying to build. So the fact that you feel, feel that like means the mm-hmm. world to us. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. And I love that you girls both thought to build this because it is it's so important, especially in a time where we're all so isolated from each other. Like, it's, it's so important. And especially like, connect from all over. Like I know me and Melissa are over here on the West Coast, and you guys are all the way over there. And so you spanned vast and wide. And it's (laughs) such a cool place to be. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. Again, it means a lot. And yeah, we're really, you know, it's that is something we like early on really learned was really cool about what we were creating was that we can create these connections for, you know, that could span across the United States. Like, how cool is that, that we have friends out in California and out Mm -hmm. in Washington and all these cool places. And like, we got to travel to Arizona and Colorado to go to empower her. And um, that's what's so cool about creating community is it's it's not like you just get cornered in this little community. You get to find all these other communities too that you, you get to, um, you know, meet people and um, converse with. And it's just such a, it's a cool experience. And I just feel so grateful to be on this journey because if I wasn't, I wouldn't meet people like you, Jen. So Aww. it's pretty cool. <laughs> I know, I love it. And especially because Mending Creatively is all about community yeah. and shared experiences. So yes. it's, I love that that coincides with my mission here too. hundred percent. And what you're building is absolutely incredible. We're so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Definitely not something I ever imagined doing. So it's but cool. here you are. Here <laughs> I am. I'm doing it. I'm doing it's the amazing. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with make it count. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, share with us what was the inspiration behind it and how starting it has made you take time to make each thing count. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. Thank you so much. It's so crazy because. I personally never saw myself having my own podcast. Like when I got into podcasting, when I got into, you know, um, besties in business, I solely was so captured by Homemade NJ and besties in business. And I really didn't know what else I wanted. The only thing I knew deep down was like, I want to write a book one day. That was like from the beginning, um, always wanted that, but I did not think I'd ever have my own solo podcast. But this past summer, um, you know, I was just going through a lot of ups and downs emotionally, um, just in general through life. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, it is so important to find a way to help people realize that like, it, you know, you have to find little things in life to make it count. And it was something that like, I was realizing myself, like I was getting so strung up about my, you know, career and my age and being like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to turn 29 years old. And I haven't done half the things I want to do yet that I was letting go of these little moments that, you know, I know normally would make me happy, like going and watching the sunset or going to the beach. And I had to remind myself this summer of like, wow, these, this is important. This is important for your happiness. And, you know, it all comes back to like mindset work. And that's something that I've really discovered in this past few years about how important it is to like work on your mindset and, Um, you know, I think for me, this make it count, it was really a passion project. And it was something that, like you said, it was so spontaneous. And it was just Mm -hmm. something where it clicked. And I was like, I want to bring this to the world, because I feel like we live in this society nowadays, where people forget to do these things, because there you get so strung up and so caught up in your daily life, whatever that may be, whether it be 
going to a career job at a nine to five or being a mom, you know, some, and and Mm -hmm. I'm not a mom yet, so I cannot contest to that. But the people that I do know as moms, they, they come to us a lot at besties in business, um, in, in interviews and just in general, Mm -hmm. talking to people, we have a lot of moms in our community and they're incredible people. But the number one thing that they say is that sometimes they feel like they're just moms and they can't, um, identify themselves and their own personality yet. So I think what's interesting about hearing that is like, I think they need to step aside sometimes and be able to create a space for themselves to work on their mindset a little bit and be able to find a way to make it count, right? And it really comes down to overall. And I just use that as an example with moms, but I really was starting to realize that we all do this in one way or another, where we get so caught up in whether it be your career, being a parent, or, you know, just in, in general, like I said before, like I'm, I turned 29, I'm like, oh my God, I'm almost 30 years old and I haven't done like half the things I want to do yet. And you get so caught up in that, that daily grind of being like, oh, I have all these things that I want to do, but you know, I'm not doing, um, that sometimes we forget that there are little things out there that we should be doing to make it count, whether it's going through a walk every day and being out in nature or going and sitting on the beach and just being present, right? And being present in that moment and being present in your life. And it was something that I've just always felt really passionate about. I've had people suddenly pass away in my life. I've had instances Mm -hmm. in my life where I really realized like the true meaning of life and what it comes down to is it really truly does come down to making sure that you are making it count in every way that shape or form. And if that even means like, dropping everything and putting your all into going toward your goals if that's what making it count is for you then that like that's what I want for you you know what I mean I think Mm -hmm. it's such a general statement of like making it count but it can be as small as making sure that you go for a walk every day to make it count that if that's what makes you happy and you feel makes you feel like you're making it count every day by doing that or it could be as big as like you dream about writing a book and you take a step every day to get towards that goal for whatever it is for you about making it count. Um, I just really wanted to bring light to that. And, um, you know, like I said, this podcast was definitely like a passion project. And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I, at first I was like putting it out once a week and now I've realized I'm like, I got to do this as I can, because my Mm -hmm. life is so crazy in the best way possible. And um, I'm realizing like, wow, like, it's a lot to take on. Yeah. Um, so now it's it's definitely come down to like feeling. And again, like I said, like big part for me about making it count is like also making sure that I'm doing things in a way that feels authentic and good. And for me right now, I feel like with the podcast, it's definitely something that would feel good to just put out as, as I feel necessary with the episodes. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You've got to show up how you show up, you know, trying yeah. to force yourself on a certain schedule. It's so hard to do. And then you lose that authenticity. Mm-hmm. 100%. And yeah, that's kind of where I came down to with it. And um, yeah, that's, that's, it's just, it's been an incredible journey and it's fun and it's exciting. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes because it's, you know, I'm not giving, I'm not going to give up on it for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I just hope it helps people. That's truly what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. And I love what you said too about mindset, because I feel like that's something I've worked on a lot. And I think people yeah. don't realize how hard that is like you said you're almost 30 I'm almost 40 and it's that idea that like these mindsets that we've kept on us for so long it's really hard to shake it can be it can be hard to shake and um the biggest thing about I think working on your mindset that I've learned is it is a never ending process. A lot of Mm -hmm. people think like they're going to start meditating or they're going to go out and have this experience spiritually and then come back and be so transformed and they're a new person. And while there are experiences like that, where you can definitely have like transformative days or weekends on, you know, different trips or whatnot, or 
just in general, having like maybe a really good meditation session where you feel transformed afterward or going through a breath work session. But the biggest thing that I've learned about like working on your mindset is it is an everyday thing. It is practically a full-time job (laughs) and you're, you're always going to be doing little things. The biggest thing that I've learned that's really helped me work on my mindset is just like habit stacking. So like doing something small every day to work toward your goals with it. And Mm -hmm. um, that's really, really helped me with my mindset. I love that. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do is every day, like just cross one thing off your list. You don't have to try to save the world tonight. Like just one thing and that's okay. You did it. Good job. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. (laughs) And if you could relive one moment of your life and you can relive it as many times as you wish, what would it be? Oh my gosh, that is a really tough one. There are so, so many, um, this is hard. I'm not going to lie. I, there are so many different things I would say, because I feel like I'm one of those people that I try to be really positive. So every time I think that like, this is the best night of my life, or this is the best thing that's ever (laughs) happened to me, something else happens. And I'm always like, this is on the top five best nights of my life. But (laughs) the list is like never ending. Um, Jeez, Um, I guess I would have to say, I would love the the feeling of like creating a business every day, Mm -hmm. like those first few months of like feeling like so empowered and so excited about what you're creating. And like, Mm -hmm. That feeling like when I created besties in business with Jess, like I remember those first few months, it was like euphoria, like me and her like up till like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, like talking and texting about everything. And we just had all these dreams and they were just like right in front of our eyes. And we're like, oh my God, this is absolutely incredible. And I don't think I ever felt anything close to that in my life. It was just such a cool feeling. And I I wish I could have that like every single day all the time yeah not to say that this is like this journey like is bad at all like I hope people don't take that the wrong way um saying like oh just the beginning of like starting a business like I I hope I can feel that forever um because this journey in general has been absolutely incredible and I think in general I would totally relive any of the days like over and over again um but just that first feeling of like when you start a business and you can literally like you have everything planned out and you're like you write everything out and everything is in front of you it's just an incredible feeling so it's kind of like a honeymoon phase in a relationship and it's not like the relationship gets worse it's that it gets comfortable once you, you start like doing the thing it's not so much like wow, look at all the things we can do. And it's new. It's like, no, I'm doing the damn thing. This is my actual life now. And it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. I think, you know what I think too, Jen, I think it's like in the beginning, you really don't know what the journey is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And it's, it truly is like you, you don't have all the answers yet. You are just seeing rainbows and butterflies and Mm -hmm. unicorns so you don't have all those hard days yet and I wouldn't give up those hard days for anything because they have made me who I am and they have built me up to be such a strong person and I've learned so much but that feeling of like starting a business and it just is right in front of you like I said and everything just feels like oh my gosh this is it um it is it is like living on a cloud for a few weeks to a few months Mm -hmm. um yeah and it can be tough at times having a business is not easy but like I said I wouldn't give it up for the world and even the really really tough days are usually pretty still pretty good days compared to what it probably I I can't imagine my life without owning a business at this point Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that's like I've kind of always done like Mm -hmm. wanted to be an entrepreneur you know and it's like Mm -hmm. I did some of those like those MLMs and stuff and they were just not 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 the thing for me and so I was like like you 2020 came around and I think so many other candle makers turned to candle making and like 
I didn't expect to become so like obsessed with it like I did you know and it's like you find that thing and then you realize I can do this forever and you know and it's kind of like starting to think about the world we're in that it's no matter it's no longer like going to college finding a job it's you can literally do whatever you want yeah and it's it's fantastic and I think we need to start taking advantage of that more too oh my gosh no I hundred percent and I love that you brought that up because I think it's so important for people to realize that because um I think in the generation that like we grew up that was that wasn't really like too much of a thing yet people did it Mm -hmm. you know but um I I think now with social media and all these different ways to put yourself out there it is it is like become pretty normal it's being normalized which is so incredible and so awesome to think right that like when we have kids one day at some Mm -hmm. point we can like our kids will feel comfortable with it and they won't like they have that feeling of oh I want to do this hopefully they won't be looked down upon as much as you know maybe in prior generations people that felt like, oh, I want to start a business might have, it might have been a little bit harder for them. So hope mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping that, um, you know, that's a really big reason too, for me that I feel so passionate about having a business. Because like, when I have a kid one day, I want to be able to literally look them in the eyes and be like, mom did this, this and this. So that means you can do whatever you want. And they're like, I won't take no as an answer. Like, <laughs> you're, you're gonna do I something. <laughs> I love that so much. Exactly. And it's, yeah, because kids of our generation, they're going to grow up with parents that actually get it. Like, I think that they're going to come into a world where it is more accepted. And that's really freaking exciting. It is. It's so cool. So that's Mm -hmm. why I love that you brought that up. And it is a really valid and awesome point. Awesome. Yeah. And especially like people that struggle with school, like I know you did, I do, Mm -hmm. I have, like, it's, it's amazing that that's just not all that it cracked up to be after all. It's like showed (laughs) you. Yeah. But if you really think about it, when it comes down to it, like even some of the best entrepreneurs in this world, like, I think like, I could be wrong. And whoever's listening, correct me if I am wrong, but I'm pretty sure like Bill Gates, I don't, I don't know if he even like graduated college. There's somebody that I know that's really massive and I don't, I want to put a name to it because I don't want to be wrong about this, but (laughs) there's people that like haven't graduated high school and Mm -hmm. become multimillionaires. Like, so I think in, in general, like as I think school's very important and I'm really happy that I did like push myself through college as, as hard as it was for me. Um, but I do believe that it is just a tool in your toolbox to have, but Mm -hmm. it's not something that like you ultimately need. Like, I, I think if, if you want to go to college and you feel that it is something that will benefit you, then great. But like college isn't for everybody and that's okay Mm -hmm. too, because I think as long as you're doing something that you're passionate about and you're happy about, that's all that matters. (laughs) Exactly. And you're going to do the most good in this world when you're doing what you want to do, not what you're forced to. Like when you're when you're going to a job that you don't love, or you're doing something you don't love, you're not going to show up in the world as a bright spot, you're going to be a very, very dark spot. And so I think that's so important. If it is school for you, if it is having the nine to five for you, if that's what works for you, Thank God that there are people that do that, you know? Exactly, exactly. We need those people in the world, right? Like doctors and lawyers and Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. So like you said, no, it's incredible that there are people that are so passionate about that. But if you're not called to that, that's not for you. That's totally okay. And I think that's like a stigma that we feel like, Sometimes we feel like, oh, like I have to go to school because my best friends are going to school. My mom says I have to go to school and this person says I have to go to school. But if you truly know in your heart, like it's not for you, like 
that is totally okay. And like I said before, like if my kid grows up and is like, mom, I do not want to go to college, but I'm going to get on a plane and go out to California and become an actress. I'm going to be like, as long as you do that, like as long as you don't give up, no matter how hard it freaking gets, I don't care what you do, as long as you're doing something that you're passionate about and that you know you're going to accomplish and, you know, push through no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. As long as it's something that you still want to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's like if you're in the midst of something and it doesn't feel right anymore, but you're mm-hmm. like, I'm passionate about this now. Great. Awesome. Go try it, but just find something that you're not going to give up on. Um, you know, and like you said before, like for some people, the nine to five is, is for them for some, mm-hmm. it's not, but then whatever you find, if it's even in entrepreneurship, like just keep going no matter how hard it gets like there's always going to be a way that you can pivot or figure it out and usually even if those pivots lead to you changing your mind and doing something different it's still like you're just pivoting and you're just constantly going to be keep pivoting until you find um what truly works for you yeah yeah totally and that's what I've tried to been like thinking more of lately is like okay there's there's a way to fix this instead of like encountering a problem be like well that's it it's over like no there's a way around it and trying to 100%. be creative with solutions because it can 100%. be done <laughs> exactly exactly I love that I love that logic it's it's very smart <laughs> it, it's where I've been trying to be it's like because I'm I'm a defeatist I, I'm the opposite of Stephanie I'm a very much a negative oh, no. <laughs> hey that, listen girl mm-hmm. We have all been there. There have been points in my journey where I have given up on things. I felt defeated too. Like that is part of this ride and it's all about growth and learning. So if you're growing through that and you're learning like, okay, I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm going to learn how to, um, you know, pivot and grow and learn, like learn through this experience. Like that's the important part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. So you have had the ambition of writing a book on your heart for a very long time. Yeah. What kind of book do you want to write and what draws you to that genre? Ooh. So I actually want to write a fiction book. It has been on my heart literally probably since I was like 12 or 13 years old. And Jen, I'm about to tell you something that I don't even think I've it like even said on any form of social media or even on besties. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, <laughs> I used to like be the kid in school that I wouldn't even like do my work in school. I'd be like scribbling in a notebook, like writing for like fan fiction, <laughs> and then I'd like go home on my computer and like write these stories on fan fiction and I had like this I guess it was like the beginning stages of me being like an early quote-unquote entrepreneur because I had this mm-hmm. like community community on fan fiction of people that like really liked my my <laughs> stuff and I was like this is so cool um mm-hmm. and see here this is what I'm before it there's something I just gave up on at some point because mm-hmm. my realistic side of me was like well, this is never going to become a thing. Like this Mm -hmm. is never going to, you know, I can't make a living off of this. So what am I doing? And I, when I was younger, I was very, very hard on myself. I Mm -hmm. just, everything that I dreamt of, whether it was like being an actress or being a writer, I gave up on because I just felt like, all right, I have to, at some point, and like, especially in high school, it's like, I have to become realistic at some point. Like these are all just daydreams. Like it's not, it's not actually going to happen. So I, I, you know, a former version of myself um, definitely let those things go. And, you know, while I do understand that, like, they had to be let go at that time in my life for me to be where I'm at, like, on this this journey. And God knows where this journey will take me. So you never know. Like, um, I'm, I'm proud of my, that version of myself for, <clears throat> you know, doing the best with what I had. But there is definitely a part of me that's like, you know, now I can write this book. It's time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe for some reason at that time in my life, I wasn't meant to write mm-hmm. books or be an actress or whatever the case of all my mm-hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I used to like write my little fan fiction and I was like, <laughs> I 
I want to write a book one day. Like I want to be a writer. And um, it just, you know, like I said, it just didn't work out like that. But I I think now through going through so much um, of having two businesses and being in entrepreneurship, it's really taught me that it is so important to know that like, it's not going to be easy. And I think maybe that is part of the reason why I wasn't meant to go down that route earlier in life, because maybe I would have given up on writing a book or whatever other dreams I've had. And um, maybe now, like, this is the time for me to be able to write this book and stick with it, no matter how hard it gets, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to write a fictional book. And I've I've had a lot of ideas and I have a lot of things written down. It's just about actually, like, now having the time to sit down and <laughs> write out a whole book. Um, so my first priorities right now clearly are, like, besties in business and homemade and jay, but in my spare time when I can, I, I've been writing this book on the side. <laughs> Just write a line. And I love yeah. that you said that about your experience, because that's what I was kind of going to suggest is, like, we're shaped by our experiences, right? So the book that you would have written then is would be so different from the right that the book you're going to write now. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's important for people to realize it's something, like I said before, that I've realized a lot on this journey that you can't be hard on yourself for the past version of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, the decisions they've made, because it was them doing the best that they could with what they had at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So little 13 year old me writing fan fiction, she, (laughs) you know, she wanted to be realistic. And that's incredible. And I'm proud of myself for that. Um, because, you know, I got through college and I, I figured my life out and I, I came back full circle to realize that I didn't have to be realistic anymore. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm making it count now, you know, I'm doing everything that um, that 13 year old version of me would want out of life. Mm-hmm. So in reality, um, I'm probably making her pretty proud. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know you are. And yeah, exactly. That's so funny how that comes full circle because it's like it's like oh no wait yeah this is what I was meant to do I was right all along you know exactly exactly (laughs) and and I also wanted to call it I really love the other day your Instagram stories you posted like my book is going to be on these shelves one day yeah and I was like look girl putting it out into the universe I loved that so much thank you oh yeah I was in Barnes and Noble and I was just like you know I haven't been there in forever which is Mm -hmm. shocking because I used to like live in Barnes and Noble Mm -hmm. and I was just walking around and I'm looking I'm like my book is going to be on the shelf sooner or later it's happening Mm -hmm. it's already up there (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. I, I feel like Barnes and Noble is such like comforting spot to be in like I will literally like if I have nothing to do just drive down to the mall to go walk around the Barnes and Noble like I love it it. is like a form of therapy to me when I was um, in college I used to go and like do my work there and stuff and I just love like getting I don't know if all the I I mean in New Jersey at least I don't know if all of them are like this but they have like a Starbucks in there so I get my little Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think, I think that's in all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So Barnes and Noble is a form of therapy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I have one of my friends her dream is to open like a bakery with a library. Oh. And I was like, please do it. Please I make this that. happen. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I would live there. I would be there all the time 100%. eating your sweets and reading books. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So, well, we kind of covered this, but what has stopped you in the past from writing that book and how are you taking steps towards it now? Yeah, yeah. So like I said before, um, when I was younger, I definitely had a point in high school where I just decided to like become realistic with my goals. And um, I hated to even use that word realistic. I think it was more like, Everybody around me, like my mom and my stepdad and my grandparents, um, my mom worked in the medical field and so did my stepdad. So they were really big on being like, you need health insurance, you need, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you need to be 
you know, big on like the type of goals that you're going to have so that you you're safe at some point. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so, so funny, like, again, coming full circle and looking back and like, I don't have anything to quote unquote, feel safe right now, like Mm -hmm. my mom wanted, but I feel more safe than I would working um, in the field that I originally had planned to out of high school. I was like going for nursing Mm -hmm. and I had to dissect a cat (laughs) in my first biology cat. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is not for me. Um, And everybody that I talk to now that is like in the medical field was like, well, that like that is like you don't have to dissect animals in the medical field. But I'm like, yeah, I just knew. I just knew. I was like, you know, I don't know if I can deal with this every day. And could you that, imagine but... if you were in yeah. 2020 in the medical oh. field? You know, it's really funny you say that because there was a point in 2020 where I actually thought that where I was like, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. Like mm-hmm. maybe the universe was trying to protect me mm-hmm. um, from this. You know, the whole idea of like rejection is protection um, mm-hmm. because I don't know if I would have made it through 2020. Yeah. I'm like very sensitive, very, um, you know, empathetic and emotional. And I truly think I would have en- ended up quitting my whatever job I would have had at that point, yeah. because I just I think it would have been way too much for me. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's funny you bring that up. because Yeah, that's more, <laughs> it's horrifying like, to, yeah. to imagine. Like, uh, God bless the people that do. A hundred percent. Yeah. So grateful for all the medical workers out there. And like, seriously. And then like what you said about, I remember like being in high school and we had to dissect a frog in biology and me, (laughs) the little, little future vegan that I had no idea what it was. I don't feel right doing this. And they were yeah. like taping their parts onto a poster. And my teacher was like, okay, you can tape the parts onto the poster. Then I was like, this isn't any better. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I wanted to be a pediatrician growing up yeah. when I was a kid. And so, again, it was the same thing. My mom was like, you know, like, you even have to dissect people, right? I was like, I pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, like you said before, like for some people that doesn't bother them and no. they love that yeah. stuff and they want to. And, um, you know, by all means, like to each their own, everybody is different. And like you said, I love that because we do need doctors and right. um, surgeons out there. So awesome. I but just <laughs> for me and I am glad I found that out pretty quickly. And, um, you know, I think too, just to add on to what I was saying before, like, um, that was like early, you know, high school mm-hmm. version of myself that just decided to have a little bit of quote unquote, more realistic goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in my like early twenties, I did decide to try to write my book and it just didn't feel right at the time. And, um, yeah. you know, I thought that was really interesting back then because I was trying so hard to like force myself to do it and I was like I'm gonna write this I'm gonna write this and it just did not feel right and um the more and more that I look back now to that again like this early 20s prior version of myself who was trying so hard to do it like I realized again like I was saying before that it just wasn't meant to be you know Mm -hmm. it just like was not meant to be at that point in my life so there is a reason why it's coming full circle and why it feels so right now. And and to anybody listening in to who's gone through anything like that, I just want to give you a word of advice that if like you feel like something is not right, like you want something so, so bad, but you can feel in your heart that it's just like not right for right now. It doesn't mean that it's not right for you at all. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you have to give up on it. Um, Jen, you were at Empower Her Live and something mm-hmm. that Natalie Ellis from Boss Babe said mm-hmm. that has like resonated with me so much is that you can have a parking lot of ideas. Like I love that so much. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can have this parking lot, quote unquote, of ideas where you just have all these things that you want to do. And it doesn't mean you have to give up on them. It just means that they're there when you want to revisit them. 
And if it's not meant to fully be yet, you can just put it back in the parking lot and like, you know, work on things. And um, that's something that really resonated with me because that's something that I feel like I do, especially Mm -hmm. like with the book, you know, it's been in this parking lot for ages and I've just been like working on it little by little. And then it goes back to the parking lot because for some reason it's not meant to be at the times Mm -hmm. that I do pick it back up and that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) yeah to answer your question (laughs) that was the long but short answer (laughs) I love it I love it great (laughs) conversation and that's it I I had forgotten that she had said that and when I heard it again when they played that episode on empower her I was like that's right and I immediately like grabbed a page and started writing down all my ideas and stuck it in my planner I was like that now they're safe now I don't yeah. have to like keep worrying Aww. about them and like because it would get in my way because I have so many ideas all the time of things I want to do and I feel like so I like stop doing one thing move to the other move to the other it's like no if I write them down in a little parking lot page and keep it in my planner they're there they're safe and I can get to them when I need to get them I don't need to think about them right now. I love that. That is mm-hmm. so sweet. I love mm-hmm. that so much. And I'm glad yeah. that it helps you kind of not have to worry about them and that they're exactly. in a safe spot. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what like I find myself even like mostly at night when I'm up, I like have ideas and I'm like, I can't go back to sleep because I'm like, what if I forget this idea? <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> So you made an Instagram reel just yesterday oh. about <laughs> crushing the fears that hold us back. Yeah. Was there a specific moment or event that made you say, fuck it, I'm done worrying about judgment from others. I'm just going to do what lights me up and start your entrepreneurial journey. Ooh, such a good question. So there was no specific moment. Um, I've always kind of been just an oddball in life I've always been uh, the person that kind of was like just didn't fit in somehow um you know and I think like growing up and going through like middle school and high school like that and just never fully feeling like I fit into a specific niche or spot or whatnot however you want to say it um it just kind of made it so much easier to realize like Okay, like, I never really, like, got, I was never really part of a group anyways, and I never really had to care what people thought about me in the first place. So, like, you know, it kind of made it easier going into entrepreneurship and showing up on social media because I already really didn't care what people thought about me, to be honest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have to say, there are still moments where even though I don't really care somewhere deep down as a human you always care like everybody Mm -hmm. has that internally like no matter how much you maybe didn't fit in in high school or you know never really felt like you had a a place um you're still gonna have that internal feeling where you're like oh I'm a people pleaser like I want people Mm -hmm. to like me um so you know it it's definitely just been a journey and it has been something where Um, I've had to work on it again. It comes back to mindset daily where Mm -hmm. you were checking in with yourself and you're saying to yourself, okay, like what's going on? Why am I feeling like I shouldn't show up today? Why am I feeling like I shouldn't record a video or how I'm going to sound on this video? Like, who am I trying to impress right now? Like, why Mm -hmm. do I care so much? And that's what I really think it comes down to. And that's what I'm learning even recently. I've had so much imposter syndrome lately and Mm -hmm. I've been working on my confidence so much, but it's faltered a lot. Um, You know, I have my moments just like anybody else. And I think it really, really does come down to just like making sure you're taking care of yourself and you're doing that self-care and you're checking in with yourself every day. And if you do kind of start feeling like that, pulling yourself back and being like, okay, I need like an hour to either go for a walk or meditate or work out or do something for me to build my confidence back up. And right now, the biggest thing that's really working for me is like putting on a really good jam song and just dancing it out and, Mm -hmm. you know, singing at the top of my lungs and just being crazy and weird and then taking that energy and putting it back into my business once I start feeling it. 
I love that so much. <laughs> I am all for impromptu rockout sessions. I do it yeah. all the time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what does the word creativity mean to you? Mm. These are some knockout questions, Jen. <laughs> I would have to say creativity means bringing into the world whatever is on your mind and your heart that literally makes you feel like you're in love. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. cute. I love like, that. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I feel like everybody is creative in their own way, in their own shape or form. And it's all about um, being really kind of like aligning with yourself and really, again, like I said in the beginning, like embracing your weird and just being authentic to who you are and um, not being afraid to bring that creativity out in whatever way, shape or form, um, you know, everybody's different. And that's the beauty in it. Like you can make candles differently than I do, but people are still going to buy our candles right. because we're both creative in our own ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're so different. What you make and what I make are so different. And I love that. Yeah, and same. that's what I, I love about candle making in general is exactly. that you can like do so much cool stuff with it, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, Miss Stephanie, how can people connect with you? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm on Instagram like almost every day. <laughs> um, you could actually, it's probably easiest to check out my personal Instagram because both my besties in business and my home and NJ are linked on there. So it's just Steph Earhart. <laughs> um, but I'm also over on TikTok too. I try to be consistent with it, getting there. I'm trying to post at least like a few times a week. So I, it's just Stephanie Earhart. Um, and yeah, and then everything pretty much is like, you can, you can pretty much find me on Instagram and anything you need, like website wise, all that fun stuff. It's, it's pretty much on my Instagram mm -hmm. and my link in my bio. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll have that on there for in the show notes and in the Instagram posts for everyone to check out. I don't think I even follow you at TikTok yet. I got to do that. It's okay. <laughs> I've been like just pulling around with it the past few months and I feel mm -hmm. like I'm finally finding like my groove with it where I'm, I'm learning what I like and how I want to show up on it. So now I'm starting to like talk about it more I'm like all right I feel like I finally can like say I now I can start like talking about this yeah I love that yeah I've had it I've done a few videos on it and I'm like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not my place yet oh it's you know and that's something too everybody is different in the way they mm -hmm. want to show up even on social right. media so mm -hmm. you'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> all right thank you so much for coming on Steph thank you so much for having me I'm so glad that we got to make this work and I got to come on I'm, I'm so mm -hmm. excited me too and we figured out the sound problems <laughs> yeah. yeah there's always something I'll tell you I get it with podcasting there's always going to be something <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah. But it's, I had this problem when I did it with Jenna. I was like, no I don't remember how to actually end the recording. Oh, there mm. we go. I found it. Okay. Got it? Perfect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next time. <laughs>